Welcome to So You Wanna Get Fat Podcast. I am your host, Chef Brian Tsao, not your typical chef. And I am with my wonderful, wonderful co-host. Paul, Frenchie the Animal, the Namuel. Welcome. Well, I guess not not welcome because you this here. is your house and yeah, this is, you know, you're, you're, I'm not welcoming you into your own house. But it's good to be here. Where are we where are we filming this from, buddy? Uh, we're going to go through this every episode? We don't have to, but you're not letting me segue into the next fucking topic. Uh, we're in um, the heart of Manhattan. We're near Times Square. We're in the theater district. We are in Hell's Kitchen. We are on Restaurant Row at 340 West 46th Street, Lower Rivage. Wonderful, wonderful. My humble abode. Your humble abode. And the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because lately we've been having a lot of people visiting your restaurant yeah. due to this podcast, due to your appearance. So you tell me, because you happen to be here <laughs> when they visit. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm always here. <laughs> I'm, you're not. I'm always here, and then Tebow. I, fi I figure if you're here, you can handle things here too. So now, the, Tebow, the general manager, the Frenchest of French people that I know, Tebow, Tebow, uh, he will when a when a customer comes in looking for Paul, Tebow will come find me, and I will greet the customer. He doesn't even bother to call me or tell me. <laughs> oh, did did Brian tell you? He's like he, he doesn't even call me or anything. He's like, yeah, but there's that pers you know, like listen, like. You don't want to seem like you're not there, so they always tell people like, yeah. "Oh, he's busy. He's yeah. busy working. He's right. busy cooking." Right. I mean, you know, honestly, managers should be used to deflecting people, yes. mainly because usually when people try to find you by name, <laughs> they're trying to sell you something. Yeah, they're trying to get something from you. They want something. They want something. In this case, uh, we would love to see more of our fans. We would love to meet all of you. So, uh, and I've actually had more people come by my shop. But it's definitely been happening. Oh, Tebow did make it a point. He would appreciate it if they do come because of the show that they say that when they come in, not like yeah. when they're leaving. Yes. Because like he wants to like be hospitable. He yes. wants to like yes. do something special. So let it be known that when you make your reservation, if you're doing it on open table, leave a little note. But when you come into the restaurant, make sure you let the maitre d' know I am such and such this party, this many people, and I'm here because of the Chef Brian Sow channel, YouTube channel, or the So You Wanna Get Fat podcast, because guess, guess what? You're gonna get some extra VIP treatment. <laughs> all right, all right? We wanna, we wanna treat you good. We want you to feel good when you come here. All on me. All on you. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? I'm good. You're good. You look I good. Like, I'm, uh, I like. I like your hoodie. Yes, I'm a, a friend of mine gave me this. Yes, yes. Can you, can you show them the logo? Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I had I had it upstairs and it was so soft and like it was so salt. Soft. Oh, soft. And then I was wearing it. I didn't realize it was the mission one. And he's like, "Oh, when did I give you that?" I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that it was. The mission sandwich. I was like, oh, uh -huh. yeah, yeah, you gave them to me. Okay. They are good quality. They are very say. good quality hoodies. I'm very proud of those hoodies. Usually, like, swag is like <clears throat> cheap shit. Yeah, I don't I, see my swag. I always like to. to my t shirts are very stuff. good quality. Yeah. Did I give you? Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well. They don't shrink. They don't shrink. Hey, wait. Wait, we got. We still got Fosby shirts. You know, we we did that giveaway. I, you know, we're. Don't undo the fold. Blondie folded them correctly, and now you're like. French onion soup, soup burger. What about the front? You mean the back? Oh, the back. Yeah. What's on the back? I on forgot. The back is. Oh, there's the burger. That's the best part. The Fosby. The French onion soup burger. Now you better fold that shirt again. Oh, fuck you. We're not giving out wrinkled shirts. Uh, we, don't worry. God, calm down. But guess what? We have a special announcement to make, buddy. Do you oh. know what the Do you know what this announcement is? What's going down? What's going down? You probably don't even know. Wait. Is it our our new our new podcast? Yeah, our new no our new channel our new our, channel our new channel and our podcast is officially going to be available via all streaming platforms, audio streaming platforms. So all you have to do is type "so you want to get fat," but there's also a website, "so you want to get fat dot com." Are you excited, buddy? C O M right? 
Yes, C-O-M, yes, yes. So you want to get fat.com where you can stream it, but it'll also be available via apps, available through our own channel. Make sure you visit the link in the description below. Subscribe, get the notification bells. We've officially launched this channel, buddy. Yeah, man, it's been a long time coming. I, I haven't felt, I've, it's going by quickly for yeah, me. Yeah, because you haven't done shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> Granted, you let me move in. You've been feeding me. <laughs> and? Financing. No, I wasn't going there. I wasn't giving, oh. and giving you love and like. Love, yeah, right. This is love, trust me. <laughs> this is fucking love, trust me. Oh my God, you were like so happy to hear it. I'm telling you what for what it is now. And now you don't recognize it? Okay, my mignon. Already you're fucking okay. spoiled. Okay. Already you're fucking spoiled. Definitely have spoiled me. All my bitches well are spoiled. <laughs> Oh, oh man! Between the ex-wives, am... the daughters, the the new wives, the new baby. <laughs> now you, I'm adding you to the list. Well, and I love them all. <laughs> well, you know what? Speaking of um, love, we got sent love by Vinny's old time jerky. Let's see if we can get the Wait. camera to zoom in on this. Be we got some fan jerky? We got some fan jerky. He wanted me to, What's me the to context? try this. Well, he reached out to me a long time ago. Oh, okay. So it's not me. No, no, no. You were already on the show. Oh, yeah? By that point, he sent me this wonderful handwritten note. I'm just going to read wait. the first couple sentences. Wait, wait, wait a second. What? That's a whole handwritten letter? Yeah. That's a lot to read. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm just going to read the is it, first. Is it emotional? It's not emotional. It's just, you know, like here. Greetings and salutations. Thank you for your reply and allowing me to send you samples of some of my flavors. Allowing to send? What do you mean? You're, you're allowing people to send samples now? Who do you yeah. think you are? Chef Brian Tell. Not your typical chef. <laughs> Winner of Beat Bobby Flay Season 1 <laughs> Okay, he sent some flavors He also sent some really nice stickers Here, you want to check it out? Show the camera, Frenchie You have to hold it Hold it in front of the camera for I'm reading it first Okay, yeah, hold it in front of the camera So it can focus Okay, yeah, alright Thank you That's pretty cool now, he sent this to me a while ago, and uh, he keeps hitting me up on Instagram to follow up. And uh, lately, I haven't been replying just His because- His hashtag is Meet Sherpa. Did you notice that? I saw that. I like that. That's pretty cool. I like these stickers. Very cool. Anyway, uh, he's been wanting me to try this stuff for quite some time. I had to move offices. I was moving into here. I had a baby. My restaurant was on the verge of closure. So it was a bit rough. We got married. We got married. <laughs> I'm finally caught up and I wanted to make sure I give this bro love. So we're gonna first try uh, Ghost Aloha Gold. I, it's not ghost as in the pepper, right? Yeah, it is. It is? Oh, dude, we're what? gonna have, I ordered tons of Chinese food. I, I did I did try uh, one of his other like ghost pepper ones. It wasn't that bad. It's very, okay. it's very balanced. So here, let's, Vinny's Old Time Jerky. Fuck, I love that shit. Wow. That's, that's good. That's good. Wow. It's hot. It's hot. But it's it's manageable. And I taste the ghost pepper. I really do. It has that sharp hit, but it's not. Oh, is that our food? That's our Chinese that's food. Our food. Yeah, we order Chinese food. Hello. Okay, I'll be right there. It's so exciting. While I uh, wait for that Chinese food, I'm going to eat more jerky. Yeah, Vinny, this is great. Well, while I wait for Frenchie to deliver our food, make sure you check out Vinny's old time jerky. Oh, it has phone number on there. Maybe he doesn't want that. All right, let me get you his Instagram handle. Or Jordan will put it up here. Link in the description below. Give him some love. Vinny, this stuff is fantastic. It is delicious. I am very impressed. Thank you very much for these samples. Thank you for being patient. I'm sorry it took so long. This is this was awesome. Oh my god. These packs. Wow, that packaging is incredible. They definitely got it made in China. Did we bring Feasty Boys to oh, us? We did. we did! We brought Feasty Boys to us! Oh my god. I was actually gonna tell you we need to do another Feasty Boys segment, but uh you did it for me. 
This is on point. I thought my the branding at my shop was good. This is this is giving something for me to sh to strive for. Oh my god, the the cutlery? I have a thing about cutlery. Like I appreciate good cutlery and Yeah, this looks fucking awesome. This is just fantastic quality. Now we have spares. They yeah, they gave us like six sets because they thought this was food enough food for they thought they were feeding a family of six. I know you had a rough day today, Frenchie, so Okay. That was fucking awesome. Jordan, do you have to like to sit through this and watch all of it? Or do you skip ahead sometimes? You take a chance. Fu Chi Fei Pian. It's one of my favorite dishes. Let's see. Wow. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Sichuan peppercorn, star anise, a little bit of cinnamon in that marinade. Mm. And the chili, the chili we crisp. We are definitely bringing fatty back. <laughs> <laughs> Fat back. You don't make friends with salad. All right, well, uh, that was quite the uh, most pleasantly unexpected segment of Feasty Boys on the So You Want to Get Fat podcast. Thank you for dinner, Paul. Yeah, just let me do the ordering. <laughs> that can get dangerous. Oh, God. That can get very That's dangerous. That's the problem. I don't know how to order, like... like Se reasonably? Yeah. <laughs> well, we had the jerky sample turned into a Feasty Boys segment. Hope you guys enjoyed Ooh, that. Are you going to leave me the, some jerky? It's going to be here in the office. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Now let's get into the news. We haven't done the news in a while. Who's this handsome uh, The fella? not so current news. We uh, we bring you news here that is quite old, <laughs> but just deal with it. By the time it gets to us, it's old. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's not like we're going out seeking uh, to educate ourselves. Well, on this is from the Straits Times, I believe a Singapore-based uh, press. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway. Kenya's Mike Ross, fake lawyer who won all of his cases, becomes wanted man. So I thought this was very interesting. Despite not having any formal legal training, Brian Mwenda, Johnny, Jaggi, won yeah. all of his 26 cases in various Kenyan courts after stealing the identity of a real lawyer. You can do that? Check this out. Mr. Jaggi, had accessed the Law Society's portal, identif uh, identified an account with a name similar to his, tempered with the details, and uploaded his own photo. While the legal body has called for his arrest, the man has also won supporters. Some users online dubbed him Kenya's Mike Ross. I don't know who that is. If you do, please let us know in the comments. After the character in the popular U.S. legal series, oh, Suits, still who practices, yes, yeah, still don't know him, who practices law at a top New York law firm despite not having a law degree. Very, very interesting. Is the legal system full of shit? Yeah, but um, it's it's just it's just um, a lot of bureaucracy. No, it's just a money scam. Everything's a money scam. I I don't understand why jury duty is a thing. They should make students who want to go practice law or have anything to do with law, make it a requirement to do a year of jury duty. What best education but in hearing actual fucking cases? <laughs> Am I wrong or what I here? Like, I like it. I like it. That it should be it should be People. Now, everybody, just let's preface this by saying that uh, you're listening to the opinion of two New York chefs. Two morons. Two morons <laughs> who know fucking nothing about law education or anything. Yeah, but if you like, if you can't get out of jury duty, how stupid are you? Yeah. That you're judging me now. Yeah. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. True that. Uh, but, you know, the, the point I really wanted to make about this story is that 
you he's know, handsome. He's a handsome yeah, fellow. He is, he is a very good looking man. I mean, that is a very well groomed man. That's uh, his headshot for uh, <laughs> his law practice, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, what I did want to mention is that, you know, you don't have to like go to college to be successful. You don't have to go to culinary school to be a good chef, right? No. Like there are certainly- College is a scam. Yeah. Let's talk about scams yeah. now. Ooh. Let's talk about, talk about scams. scams. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All, most of the top colleges make enough money from their investments <laughs> that every student could go to college for free. They just can perpetuate. Somebody else is making money besides, they, they like Harvard and all these, especially the Ivy League schools, all those colleges make so much money from their original just the profits alone, like a slim percentage of the profits of like all their investments could pay for every goddamn student every fucking year for eternity moving forward now. Is is that a fact? Oh yeah, I'm, if I, if correct me if I'm wrong, but it's a fact. Oh shit, those and, are some bold and words. And the fact that like, this is not like public knowledge that like, did he keep trying to make the students pay yeah, yeah. is insane. I mean, I believe it. In Education it, should yeah, be free. Yeah. Because especially these tenor, all these, these schools I've been forever around and they've they've been getting tons of money for the longest time. The profits, a, a, a small percentage of the profits, so not even the saving, right, right. like from the profits they make every year yeah. would pay for the totality totality of the student's right, tuition. Right. And that they I believe. And they don't, I, I and they don't do it. And Especially they don't do it. for institutions that have been around for that long. And, just, and they keep asking for money and right, donations, right. so they get free money on top of that. Right. They make more money yeah. It's, I'm sorry. I will say this. I do think it is good to enter into some type of formal education, not necessarily private school or college, you know, prestige college. Um, I do think there's a lot of value into the discipline that's required to go through a degree program. College, you know, the, this is why just go to the cheapest college. Well, that's what I was going to, that, that was my next point is for but, my daughter, I'm not going to require her to go the, to an The Ivy only reason school. I would appreciate who went, someone who went to college is because, oh, you showed up at the same place every yeah. day for a certain amount right. of time. And you applied yourself to something. You're no, showing- you just showed up. That's enough. It's fucking enough. Yeah. Which is fucking hard to find in uh, I don't, restaurant I staff. You yeah. showed up and put in the <clears throat> minimum amount of time to get you that fucking degree. Right. You right. showed up. Yeah. And that's what you want an employee. Just yeah. have him fucking show up. Yeah. Oh, and not have it be a mystery every fucking day. <laughs> I totally God agree damn it. with you there. But no, education, it's all for free on the internet, folks. Mm. Just Google search or DuckDuck. DuckDuckGo? YouTube. YouTube? Yeah. Everything Just is for free. Just don't learn from us. Don't, don't yeah. learn anything from don't us. Don't learn anything from us. Other than maybe some cooking stuff. Well, uh, I'm even that bad. Yeah. Now, uh, I don't know if this is uh, even counted as news, but I'm just gonna <laughs> include it in our news segment. Homeless man attaches hammock to the bottom of semi-truck for a free ride. Please tell me this video. Yes, there is. <laughs> what bugs me out is- Dude, I would- uh, Yeah, that, that's fucking scary. What's amazing is this homeless guy has a smartphone and is filming himself and posting it on TikTok. He's posting it on TikTok. Wait, is he a self-professed homeless person? Yeah, well, obviously. Because he, all the homeless people here have, have cell phones. We have free charging docks on every corner here. Really? Yeah, on Eighth Avenue. You know, they're all people. Oh, are like, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those those yeah. Like, towers on the on the. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. How good is? beer with Chinese food. Oh my God, it's amazing. I've never, I've never really drank beer with Chinese food. What? No. Are you fucking kidding me? This is my first time drinking. It goes great with the fucking salt and the MSG and the, it's fucking it's phenomenal. A, it's Especially if you have a lighter beer, I think it's actually better. This is insane. It's insanely good. This beer has never tasted, I don't, I'm not like. No, I mean, this is, this is an Oktoberfest beer. It's a wheat beer. It's definitely a bit heavier. Um, I'm telling you, have like a light beer, not not like a Coors Light, that's too light, but have like 
something on the lighter side. It I'm cuts, telling you, it's, it cuts on the tongue so nice. Mm -hmm. This is another one. This is fascinating because I actually know the outcome of this court of this court trial. Right. Man found. Oh no, that tells you right here. Man found not guilty of shooting YouTuber Tanner Cook. Oh, I thought it was going to be about Popeyes. Oh no. I was so, gonna say, I've never had Popeyes. All right, here, I'm gonna let you watch this segment. Check it out. It's shocking, never-before-seen video that led to the shooting of a notorious YouTube prankster. You can see the prankster. He's the six-foot-five dude in the white baseball cap. His target is a guy named Alan Coley, and he's holding a bag of food he just picked up at the food court at the Dulles Town Center in Virginia. Is at he one point, the 31-year-old Coley shoves the phone out of his face. So the big dude, 21 year old Tanner Cook is unrelenting. So the big dude it has a YouTube channel that and he puts out prank videos and he's trying to prank this guy in a mall who's picking up food from the story I read. This guy in the dark colored jacket who's trying to get away from the prankster is like an Uber Eats driver or something like that. So this motherfucker is just trying to do his job. Right. And this kid is getting in his face who's six foot five. And what is he telling him? He's like, he is a full five inches taller than me. And I'm a big boy. And he's like, he feels threatening, right? He feels threatened. Now watch this shit. But the prankster never expected this reaction. Fired into his stomach and liver. By some miracle, he survived. Coley was arrested, and a jury just found him not guilty of aggravated malicious wounding. The prank Prankster seen leaving court with his mother after the verdict. So I really don't care. I mean, it is what it is. It's that was the first time I seen the video. Um, no mom wants to see their son be shot by a complete stranger. We respect what the jury says. Um, and my family and I are just grateful and thankful that I have my son here. Fuck around and find out, baby! <laughs> yes! Oh my god! I literally put that exact title, what you just said, as my title for this for this news segment. Look at this, look at this right here. Fuck around, find out. Where? What's that scale? The more you fuck around, <laughs> the more you gonna find out, okay? <laughs> fuck around, that is, you know what? The, the, he, this guy looks like, he, like he, he's like, he's tired of getting fucking bullied. Uh, yeah, so you fuck around, you're gonna find out. Let's, let's watch the rest of this clip though. Says in his opinion, the jury got it wrong. Absolutely that he was guilty. The 22nd video shows that in no way was his life on the line and he did not need to have deadly force. The prankster is being vilified online for his boorish behavior. The shooting was even a headline on SNL's weekend update back in April. A Virginia man who pranks people for YouTube videos was shot while tricking someone in a mall. Good. Cook's YouTube Good. channel includes posing as a security guard, falsely accusing people of shoplifting. Yeah, I've got a gentleman and a woman here trying to steal a pet. I support Tanner in whatever he decides to do, and I'm going to continue supporting him. Do you know how much uh, a gunshot to the belly hurts? That fucking hurts. Yeah. Yeah. But that's like it's like this kid, it's a, is, this kid is still smug about it i know it's a slow it's a like like it's a slow it's a slow death so that you can like they can save you yeah. so it's a like if you want to get shot that's like you know <laughs> if you want to get shot <laughs> but it's painful it's fucking painful i don't know man i mean obviously that dude didn't learn anything he's probably proud and happy about it he's his content's getting a lot of hits because he's getting all this press and now but, he's uh, got like um a war wound, a war. Yeah, yeah, battle wound. Battle wound. Right. Fuck him. Um, <laughs> he's just some fucking moron. Yeah, he he's, is a fucking moron. He's a moron. fucking lucky moron. He is a lucky moron in that scenario. Because that guy, like, he could have shot him in the face. Yeah. He could have shot him in the heart. Yeah. He could have shot him in the fucking crotch. Yeah. Uh, now, that guy who was found not guilty of that charge was found guilty of, like, shooting in a public space. So he's still going to serve time. Damn. Which fucking sucks. Like, you know, sorry, I mean... Well, what's but what are the circumstances? Did he have a carry permit? Did he did he have, have a carry. Um, that I don't know actually. I I don't even think this is a state where like you know, maybe they don't have permits. All I know is from the news reports I read. I actually read uh, what he did get charged for was shooting in something along the lines of shooting in a public space, a mall. He shot within a mall. You know, 
and what's what fucking sucks is that dude's still gonna serve time because of that yeah and he wasn't looking for trouble he wasn't looking for trouble i mean he, he didn't look like a bag of sunshine but with that <laughs> said like you know this guy's like trying to work and then this big yeah, six probably, foot five kid young kid with someone with another person with another person and someone filming i mean that's three people that's three people i would feel fucking threatened by that i mean i don't i wouldn't shoot you but i would definitely punch you in the throat yeah and, that, and I would get in trouble for that. Yeah, and you would get in trouble for that, which is fucking nuts. Oh, man. Well, let's. Uh, that's the news, everybody. The not-so-current news. That's so current news. <laughs> <laughs> you have to have someone like on a typewriter. Oh, kids out there are like, what the fuck are they talking about? What the fuck is a typewriter? Oh, man. Well, you know, there was... Uh, I remember we were talking about our businesses and our gross sales and stuff. And, you know, we were, you know, like... Some of the numbers which we're is throwing. irrelevant. Well, it's how much you take home that well, counts. Yes, you were talking about it's all relative, right? And it got me thinking after I saw. Oh, did it, I use the wrong word? Well, you were talking about how, like, yes, you can do a million dollars in sales, but it's all it's all relative because if you're only walking away with one dollar, it doesn't matter if <laughs> you're doing a million dollars of sales. Right? But we also talked about in a past podcast episode when we were covering Pink Sauce Lady how you know either uh, well I, I, we're not. No, no, we're not going okay. back there. No, that 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 saga is over. That saga is over. But if you want to watch it, watch the previous episodes of the oh, podcast. Yeah. I don't want any more to do with no that. more pink sauce lady. No, I'm done with her too. But we were talking about how money doesn't solve everything, but it certainly affords you some fucking solutions, right? It doesn't buy you happiness, but it definitely helps. You know, gives you lots of solutions. And either I've you, been rich, I've been poor. Yeah. I'm gonna be rich. Yeah, <laughs> but. If you want to be rich and you want to have the money, you have to work for it, which probably means you have to suffer for it, right? Yes. If, if right, hundred percent of the reward, you also take hundred percent of the risk. But then, even to to enjoy the money, right. you need to have suffered for it right. because you have all these rich kids and the, like you know <clears throat> that that generational wealth. You're like they're like fucking losers. Right. Well, it's all relative, right? So either you work for it to get the money or you live below your means and you lower your expectations down and you find happiness there. The fun in spending money is to knowing what went behind it. Right. Like if there's, what's what's the fun in buying something if, if you don't give a fuck how much it costs? Yeah. And that whole conversation was ringing through my head when I saw this fucking clip. That is a fucking train running right in between buildings and this is a fucking this is a fucking restaurant that's a restaurant that's a that's a restaurant wait she's fucking sitting down yes i didn't even see that look at that shit but what if you don't like what if you're not paying attention exactly right so like like, like, I pitied myself because I did not have shoes until I saw the man with no feet. Can you imagine being the fuckers living there and like, this is just a fact of life. Like, it's just like, oh, every five seconds, look behind you. <laughs> right? That's relative. I mean, she's clearly some kind of tourist making, you know, uh, making a reel out of this and trying to get, you know, 540,000 likes for this what? video. Yeah, you know, went viral. But what I'm saying is, you know, the people who live here, the, the people who own this restaurant. Can you imagine how many incidents they must have with like fucking drunk people, people not paying it? I have to imagine like they have very little incidents. Like it's like passed down through generations of having this dodging gene where like <laughs> no matter how drunk or inebriated you get, you can jump out of the way. That's relative, baby, right? Like you buy a new car, you feel good about it. It's a Toyota Camry and you feel good about yourself until you see someone pass you in a G-Wagon. No. You and I don't give a shit, but you know what I mean. No, no, right? no, 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 no. That's materialistic. Mm. This this is situational. Right. Like this is this these people are are <clears throat> making the best they can with the location they can afford and get and it just happens to be a fucking bullet train running <laughs> through it. <laughs> What's this? What's this? Well, What's now, this? now I wanted to get into some kitchen stuff. Okay. Right? Some kitchen stuff. I, I saw this come up and, uh, well, I'll just let the clip speak for itself. Speak for itself.
Oh, those are not fucking raisins. No, no, those are not raisins. <laughs> okay, that's not so bad. Uh, that's that's not. That's like you know. That's uh, you. You know, you're developing the gluten. Not maybe not in the most uh, efficient way. Efficient way, but that by health department code is totally fine because it's not ready to eat. Yeah. Right. It's still going to get cooked. It'll kill yeah. off any bacteria, so you can still have bare hand contact. Mm -hmm. So that's no, not. But putting your fucking feet on the cutting board is uh, that's that's wretched. Cutting your toenails. I think she was cutting her toenails. I think she was cutting. Her toenails. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> what the fuck did I? Dude. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. She definitely swallows. <laughs> if she has no quorum about that. Oh man. Oh my god. And technically, um that's oh that wasn't ready to eat, right? So that's gonna get cooked. Okay, now don't bust the gut. We got we got more content here. Ah, oh, okay. Okay, breathe now. Breathe. Breathe. What the fuck, man? Oh, oh, I have a head rush. This is a good. That's the MSG. Yeah, I'm not that funny. Oh, that, that right there, that's... Okay, so there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, there isn't, because... Because he's literally disinfecting <laughs> his fingers. <laughs> but like, but that's just, there's a trick to that. It's not as, as it's he not He probably as... dipped his hands in ice cold water, like just got him fucking yeah. cold as fucking. You, you can, I, I wouldn't try it. Listen, but... I remember Jacques Torres, like he used to like, I, would, I didn't know any better, and he used to do that with molten sugar yeah like yeah 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 yep and yep. then but he what he didn't show me was like that he was dipping it in cold water right. and then like right right and like yes. and you're like oh <laughs> i wasn't sure what that was what okay all right this one's bad right here ah! <laughs> Ratatouille. Wait, wait, you gotta go. Okay, that's funny. That's funny. The guy was cutting with his, his toenail. toenail. Oh, that's pretty bad. Oh yeah, no, that's not, that's. I, I think I think that was staged. Yeah, that was staged. That was obviously staged. That's that's also staged. That's for content's yeah. sake. Dude, oh, I I cried on that on that one. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, t like, like my o I that's like that's like my nightmare, you know, yeah. like the OCD, like, oof, dirty food. Yeah, I just know the sufferance of right. dirty food, like now, food poisoning, uh, and the, oh my god. Actually, the reason why I picked this clip after talking about you know how things are relative is if you work in a shitty environment, you're probably gonna learn some shitty things, you, you know, and that applies to everything. Remember that guy, Andy Elliott, we reacted to like, oh, people in my company have to have six pack abs, you know, like, and we're talking about, if you're surrounded by people who are striving for six pack abs, you're probably gonna get there quicker than guys like us who order a shit ton of Chinese food. Yeah, but those six pack abs are not having as much fun as we are. <laughs> Yeah. You also said that he's not happy, which I believe. Yeah, he's you. not happy. Yeah. It's unsustainable. But what you said. And it's not healthy. I, I've heard from my, like, you need a certain amount of body fat to be healthy. Right. You need it. Right, right. You need it. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're on a des desert island, you're not lasting longer than me. That's for damn oh, sure. I'm, I'm outlasting you, bro. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be relaxing. You'll be like, <laughs> and I'll be like, uh-huh. <laughs> and then by the time you get found, you'll have six hours <laughs> and I'll be good to go. <laughs> and you're going to start the process all over again. And, and that's the best part. Yeah, yeah. You can you start being happy again. So you want to get, get fat. fat. <laughs> 
All right. Anyway, kitchens, though, it is very important. I mean, not just kitchens, but everywhere it is very important, the company you keep. And I really like this clip. This is on a more serious note. But Good. Yeah, this is a cool one. Extremely unsexy. It's extremely uninteresting, and no one wants to hear that it takes time, but it takes time. It does. You have all the agency in the world. You don't need anything from anyone. But if you're not willing to commit the time to it, you're, you're never going to find that success. Dude, I mean, on so many levels, yeah. like you want to learn anything, you need to put in 10,000 hours. Yeah. To just have a decent grasp of whatever skill you're trying to mm -hmm. develop. Yep, right? to, be, to, be, to be a like an aficionado, an amateur at the, the one skill you want to do, right? Yes, I am like, I can't tell you how many times I've met cooks who have all the potential in the world, but they are just not willing to put in the repetition and do the hard thing. And the hard thing is the repetition over and over. And you know, they think, okay, I can do it really well 10 times in a row, but no, what you're waiting for is the variable, right? Like. The, produ the produce you got didn't come in quite right, but you still have to put up the dish for the dinner 10, service. 10,000 hours yeah. is not to do it good yeah, or to do it well as somebody else did it. Right. It's to make it your own. Yeah. And, to, and then to develop what makes it unique to you. Yeah. And your vision and your possibility and your skills. Like it's become like you've taken something that someone else does or you learned from somebody else and after a while it becomes yours it becomes you own it it's like it's like uh actors like they try to act like actors that they watched mm -hmm. so that's where they're like and they really become into their own mm -hmm. after that time that they invested and then they become the actor they become unique right they become the attraction right. they become you know and to add to that you also become a problem solver. You know how to roll with the punches, right? You know how to come out with the same you result. Said this. You learn more from your mistakes. Right, but also by with the repetition and you doing it over, you are inevitably going to run into situations that's going to try to derail you from that final desired result, right? But with the experience and the repetition, but the key word is repetition, with interference, at the end of the day, you will still hit your final product the same way you've always done it, no matter what roadblocks are there along the way. This is true for most <clears throat> cases. Yeah. Except making babies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know Jocko Willink? He's been on the Joe Rogan podcast. He's a Navy SEAL, yes. badass Navy yes. SEAL. He is a bad motherfucker. He's a badass. So speaking, so one part of it is uh, I've heard him. I've never seen any of his okay, stuff. So he has a podcast, which like you want to get shit done, like you mm. need motivation. You you go watch this guy's shit. Why do I want to see him shit? <laughs> what kind of spectacular shit is he dumping on us that you want to strive for? Oh my god, figurative shit! All right, Jocko Willink. One part of it is the repetition, right? We just spoke all about repetition but this is the next part problem this solving. is the next no just shut up and watch did you just tell me to shut up yes do you, do you remember the shut your pie hole do you know watch the, do you know the last person who told me to shut up think think no exactly <laughs> think before you open your pie hole yes <laughs> yes this is a pretty common thing to hear in the SEAL teams, and I know pie hole is not the gentlest of terms for your mouth, but believe me, there are much worse terms that get used. But there's a reason behind the hostility of that word, because it's meant to leave a mark. It's meant to be a little bit hostile. Why? Because someone is trying to tell you, when they tell you to shut your pie hole, they're trying to tell you something that they've likely already tried to tell you in a more polite manner. Oh, God. Why does this guy remind me of my dad? Holy shit, man. Oh. Just think before you talk. We probably all heard this before. Why is that? Why should we think before we talk? Well, it's the same reason you should think before you pull the trigger of a gun, because once you pull the trigger mm. and the bullet leaves, you can't take it back. You cannot take it back. 
Dude, and he's shooting all his, it's black and white like Doesn't this, work. intense like this. The shot Fuck has been me. fired. When you open your maybe mouth, I, the words have been said. I've been meaning to lose weight, so maybe I gotta start watching this guy. <laughs> My wife always tells me, just put honey, she's always dear. Like if I go into a meeting or if I got something, she's like, remember, shut the fuck up and just listen. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay. But my favorite quality about you is that you don't shut up. Yeah, but, but you've you've paid your dues to afford that luxury. <gasps> but we're not conducting business. Yeah, we're yeah, having true. fun. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. We are having fun. Yeah, like that. This, like, when you're conducting business. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Or if you're working. If you're working. Yeah. Shut the fuck yeah. up. Yeah. You know, unless you're paid to talk. But yeah. shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like listen, which listen. which we're not right now on this channel. Yeah. Well, so we we we're not we're, we're not, not going to shut the fuck we're up. We're not going to shut yeah. the fuck up. But here's what I, what I want to clarify for you. What should you actually think about? What should you actually think about before you open up your mouth and talk? Consequences. Well, I would advise you to think about what it would sound like if someone else said what you're about to say. And not from your perspective either, from other people's perspectives. Because your perspective doesn't really matter at this point because you think you're so smart that what you're about to say is an awesome revelation that you are going to bless the world with. That's why you're about to open your yes. mouth. And unfortunately, there's a good chance, there's a really good chance that- You're gonna say something stupid. What you're about to say is not a revelation and it's not something to bless the world with. Chances are, what you're about to say, there's a decent chance it's a waste of breath and it's a waste of other people's time. Also, something stupid. Think about that. Just think about that before you speak. It's a filter that you can use. <laughs> I like that. It's a filter that you can use and everyone will be better off if you use And Jocko, what's that, what's that filter? Because Shut your fucking pie hole. Run, the less you talk, the more people listen. I like that. Yes. So yeah. go ahead and keep that pie hole shut. <laughs> but listen, we've, we, unfortunately, but like how many times have we heard that and yeah. how many times do we don't listen to that advice? Yeah. Unfortunately, it's just like, well, we, I like, I, I'm guilty of not. Oh, yeah, I mean, you and I both, I I'm mean, like, let's make no mistake. Uh, yeah. I mean, to the point, like my wife goes, has to like, like, okay, you're going to this meeting. Remember, don't fucking speak. Shut the fuck up and listen, you know? Yes. And she says, like, just think of it. Like, when you speak, you don't have a fucking poker face. Right. So you don't know how to lie. Right. You don't know how to do... I really don't. I don't know how to lie. That's yeah. my fucking... Yeah. Like, some people say that's a good thing, but it's... It's like, yeah, I don't fucking play poker. But, like... Neither, neither do I. So then, sh best thing you can do is shut the fuck up. Well, like he said, you know, uh, you know, he used the analogy of a gun, but once the words come out of your mouth, you cannot take it back. And it, and in the world we live in today, yeah, doesn't take a bullet. It takes a lot less. No, no, and uh, to end careers. Yeah, to end careers. And I will say this, you know, especially coming from my industry in particular, where we work with tangible products that go into a person's body that can affect their health. Um, we can ruin people's days. We can ruin people's lives. True. And, uh, you know, I just can't tell you how many young cooks I've worked with who just don't do these two things. You no, know, they have all the talent in the world, but number one, they don't do the apply themselves and put in the time and the repetition, but they also don't just shut the fuck up. And I am saying this as a man who has been guilty of this same very thing and I still struggle with it to this day. And I have to watch videos like this to remind myself of that. So so when you ask me, have I done repetition? I've literally worked 40 years in the same fucking kitchen. <laughs> so do you think I put in my 10,000 hours? I think so. 10,000 hours, 24, <clears throat> what's the math on that? Say you work 12 hours a day. Okay. Okay. How long, how many days would it take you to get to 10,000? This isn't bad. What is 12 it? hours a day, seven days a week. That's 833 days. That is less than three years. So it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with repetition, yeah. yeah. yeah you can. If you have a passion, 12 hours is not a big deal. Yeah. 100%. And I've, I've worked 
I've worked eight years straight without a fucking day off. Yeah. So I want to show this video. This guy, we're going to watch him make a drink. Not make a drink. He's going to serve a drink. And I, I just I, I just want you to see this. What happens when you ask for a drink on the rock in Japan? Look at how just to without just... looking up, he takes the, the knife out and he position positions it. Yep. You know, like just the confidence. You know how many hours he had to put in just for that fucking move so he doesn't his, chop his, his fingers situal, off? Situal, situational awareness yeah. is like, like, is instinctive. And I, I think some of some of our viewers are like looking at us very confused, like we're fucking morons. But yeah. just watch, just watch his body language and his attention to fucking detail. See how he made the glass spin? What? <laughs> what happens when you ask for a drink on I mean, the let's watch this one more time. I don't like the little knife tap he did. I know that's theater. Just reminds me yeah. of salt bed. Every time I see someone tap a knife on the cutting board, I, I, I hate it. But other than that, just let's watch again. Just <clears throat> repositioning the light. Last spin. Wow. <laughs> like that's uh showmanship. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I'm not gonna lie, I've seen it better done. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, there's I've seen yeah, 100%, like, I've uh, seen yeah. it like the diamond shape. Yeah, but I mean still, you know, th this guy's I mean he's clearly young, but still, you know, he's putting in his time and his passion. But here Calm, collected, no waste of energy, very efficient. Slow. Well, he's not, I don't think he's trying to put the- he, He's just showing he's not, the- He's just showing like- The butchering. The butchering, right? I don't think he's trying to show how fast he is. Yeah, uh, because the, like, I need to get ready and there's like a hundred more to do. <laughs> <laughs> the point I'm just trying to make is like- It's clean. It's clean. It's very clean It's work. clean, it's clean. It's clean work. And that all takes time. I can't butcher fish like that. Yes, you can. No, I mean. Why do you have stop. the McRib here? <laughs> well, I thought this was an interesting video. It has some insight into our industry. I mean, come on, let's, who can deny McDonald's is the biggest is food it, anything is in the world. Is it still the biggest one? I mean, it's up there, right? It's, it's up there. It's definitely top three. You know what I mean? And I just found this very fascinating. Which is the disgusting, is by disgusting, the way. But yes. a lot of people love it. This barbecue-flavored pork sandwich consisting of a restructured boneless yes. pork patty. Restructured pork. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, it's, so what, what's restructured pork patty? They, they, what they does that mean? They stripped all the meat and not the best quality of meats, blended it, and shaped it like Play-Doh into that shape. Yeah. It literally is like Play-Doh. Lobster or the McHot? Wait, the McLobster? Where's the McLobster? Or, or the McHot Dog? The McRib is here to- I didn't know they did a McLobster. Me neither. Patty and why would you the even- most controversial McDonald's item? How scary is that? McLobster from McDonald's? Dude, that's scary. Well, what's the why? Why is it scary to get something like a lobster from a McDonald's? Because- Can you tell me why? Any variation on the temp on that? is food poisoning right. 101. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, something like lobster, oysters, shrimp cocktail has to be served very fresh seafood. Pretty much all seafood needs to be served I very fresh. I wouldn't trust a 18-year-old with right. the... But just, so McDonald's, if they serve lobster, is going to have to put it th through a process where the threshold 
before it's it goes be off uh, is much higher than you would find at a high quality It's going to be rubber, rubbery. Well, it's going to be rubbery and or it's going to just have a shit ton of preserve, preservatives. Yeah. And you know what's crazy is I think most of most people kind of already know that and that's already embedded in their minds. Like you don't want to get that from fast food or any type of mass production, right? Because you just know like what the fuck did they do to that? That's like to ordering it- the surf and turf at a diner. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Surf and turf at the diner. And unlike the McLobster or the McHot Dog, the McRib is here to stay. Sort of. McRib is a seasonal item for McDonald's. About once a year, around fall, this elusive sandwich comes out and is available for a limited time. People lose their minds and put their life on hold when they hear McRib is back. It's been described as a cult, a loyal it's, fanatical. It tastes bad. Oh, it's terrible. Base. It's disgusting. I, 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 think, I hate the McRib. I think I had it not. Uh few years ago, and I just remember I needed to know what it was about, and it's just it's horrendous. It's garbage. Often referred to as the cult of McRib. Every time McDonald's re-releases this limited time sandwich, they shove it down your throat that this could be your last chance to try it. <laughs> He's the having a seizure. loving McRib is you never know when it's going to come out again. Sometimes it's September or October or even November, and in rare cases, December. But why? If the McRib is such a moneymaker for McDonald's, my question is, why don't they set an exact release date every year? Like, every October 1st, they could bring it back for a whole month. They'd satisfy all the rib heads out there and line their pockets. Yet for some reason, they can't or won't do that. And that makes no sense to me. So I started asking myself questions like, why did McDonald's create McRib in the first place? First of all, shout out, like go like the original video, Modern Business, 66K, subscribers i mean this is a well done video so far okay no comment on i don't don't know what the basic quality of video on is its availability inconsistent at best is this just an example of great marketing or is there something more going on behind the scenes who is that oh that's review bra you don't know review bra no review bra is just this wonderful sweetheart of a man who uh, reviews lots of fast food stuff kind of nerdy dude you know but he's just so genuine and nice, you know. Oh. But I find his shit pretty so, boring, so personally. We, so we personally. can't. So we can't hate on. No, him. no, I'm not gonna hate on him. No, okay. No, no. He's he's a. I've watched a bunch of his stuff. Genuinely sweet. See, that was one of the moments where I shut the my fucking pile. pile. <laughs> <laughs> you just listened and learned. I listened and learned. Because yes, if you shit on that guy, you are going. But to the consequences feel- is like no content for our video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah exists is because of the McNugget. If it weren't for the bell, the bow tie, the ball, and the boot, there would be no McRib. Renee Arend, McDonald's first executive Wait, chef- there are consistent shapes to the nuggets? What, you didn't know that? No. You did not know that? Really? Dude, I always went for the boots. What? Guys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I never realized it, but not not to come to think of it, but I never knew they purposely make these shapes. I'm pretty sure it has something to do with probably how they cut it, you know, so that they utilize every piece. Really now? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if that last part's factual, but I know that is factual. So Because is- I do like me some chicken nuggets. But they ch- not recently. They've changed it again. They uh, changed it yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, it's not the same. But didn't wasn't it like real chicken, and then they went to the like the mush? No, I think it was. It's always gonna be a mush. It's it's chicken product, but whatever they changed. Then how does that dictate? Then I was I was going on that because that, and then how? Why does it dictate well, a certain shape? Said, well, they don't tell you why the shape, but let's just. But that's what I want to know. Renee Arend, McDonald's first executive chef, created the chicken McNuggets recipe in 1979. Using ground up chicken mash and a flash freezing technique, Arend invented a product that would revolutionize the fast food world. Two years later, in 1981, McDonald's began testing McNuggets in select markets around the country, and they were a hit. But right off the bat, they ran into some issues. The McNuggets were so well received that every franchise wanted them, said Arendt in a 2009 interview. There wasn't a system to supply enough chicken. It would take McDonald's over two years to solve this chicken supply issue, but in the meantime, they needed a new product for the franchises who- So uh, I don't think a lot of people have a grasp on supply chain when it comes to food product, or I mean, I guess it applies to any product because when we mentioned the Sriracha shortage in the first podcast pilot, a lot of people were like, huh, it was a Sriracha shortage? 
you know, and uh, I have to assume that either their area, maybe the demand for sriracha isn't high. So the where the distributors and their warehouses. And the rotation doesn't deplete. The rotation didn't deplete, but in a town like New York, where it's going, it's going, going, all going, the time. gone, gone. But I think there are certain parts in the West Coast, because if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, but I believe like the headquarters of sriracha is on the West Coast. They probably have long-standing relationships with their distributors there. So they're going to prioritize those distributors first. It's all politics. They're going to prioritize those distributors first before they send it out to other markets where they may not have as tight of a Take relationship. Take care of your bros first. Exactly. Now, in this case, they were talking about they first launched this product. So it they, was a hit. So they, they had to fill in the empty space. Yes. And then they make, create the McRib there just to go. fill in yep. the empty space. Yep. 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 So to distract people from the nuggets, yes. they created the McRib. Yes. Wow. Fascinating, right? As soon as possible. This unforeseen issue backed McDonald's into a corner. It forced them to create the McRib. Well, I mean, they didn't have to make a rib sandwich which per se, but they did. So they hit up Chef Renee Arend and asked, hey man, you think you can whip Look up at that, another people. product for us? And he said, yeah. yeah. I've, uh, How about a fake rack of ribs? You ever seen uh, ribs look like that? Yeah. Mm. It's it's literally mush, mush pork stamped out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Other product gross. for us? And he said, yeah. How about a fake rack of ribs made of restructured pork meat? Now at face value, this sounds like an awful, gross idea, but given Aaron's success of creating the McNugget, combined with McDonald's precarious position, they gave oh him my the green God. light. McRib made its debut in the United States in 1981. It was first added to menus around Kansas City. Inspired by Which the, makes it the second year of the South Carolina, Aaron created Second year of what? Of the, um, the nuggets. Yeah, yeah. The first restructured pork patty in the shape of ribs. So I was born bones. before all this stuff. Yeah, and this stuff was uh, before me. Oh look, is that the the real version of it? Yeah. It's like is that like mm. a pork uh, a pork belly that's. Ugh, I've never seen pork belly like that. Well, it's it looks like it's been divoted. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ugh. Ugh. and served on a five and a half inch bread roll. Even though it would have been cheaper to manufacture a round patty and serve it on standard hamburger buns, Aaron was stubborn on his vision. By February 1982, McRib was available nationwide and sales figures and customer feedback began rolling in. It's important to note that McRib, at the time, was one of the fastest new product introductions in McDonald's history. They were so keen to alleviate the McNugget issue that they released a product that, according to this article from 1983, was still in the testing phase. Overall, McRib received a lukewarm response from customers, and sales figures were significantly lower than expected. If there is a god, he's not paying attention, because he let this slide under his radar. One year after its release, McRib began disappearing from McDonald's menus, and by 1985, executives agreed to remove it from the menu completely. From an outside perspective, this seems like a giant flop, but this is just the beginning of McRib's history. After removing McRib from the menu, McDonald's discovered the sandwich had gained a cult-like following. Yeah, okay, after like anything. sect of customers began clamoring for its return. McDonald's heard their cries, and almost as soon as it left the menu, McRib began returning sporadically as a limited time offer. And since then, the McRib has come and gone and come again, with its most recent sighting last year in November 2022. This time around, they called its return the McRib Farewell Tour and claimed that this really could be your last chance no. to try it. No way. Yeah. It's like Elton John's. <laughs> or uh, Motley Crue. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> Did you order one for your son? Yep. Okay, good. For a I, I got save. it. I got it today. So returning to the beginning of the video, why doesn't McDonald's set an exact release date for McRib every year? I mean, why not treat it like the Shamrock Shake that comes out every March? Because McDonald's knows people want McRib, so why make it difficult for them? And that's where it gets interesting. Today, we're gonna look at three different theories attempting to explain- I'm getting hit now. You're getting hit with yeah, that MSG? I'm getting hit with the MSG now. I'm like crashing. Availability. <laughs> Theory number one, more inventory equals less profit. Mm. In the fast food business, it's mm -hmm. best to have as little inventory as possible. 
Take for example, a restaurant like In-N-Out. Their menu is sparse and to the point. As long as they have ingredients to make burgers and fries, they're good. They don't have to worry about any special sauces, different types of buns, or putting toys in meals. The less inventory slash overhead you have, the higher your Spot chance on. of making a profit. And the McRib itself adds three specialized ingredients to their overhead. Yep. The pork meat, the bread roll and the sauce. So if McDonald's made McRib, <clears throat> so I'd have to go out of their way for the every aspect yep. of it. Yep, yep. And then like even like imagine the like even the boxes. There's there's no special spot for the boxes. Right, right. So now they got to create a spot for that. Yes. Yes. New demand would inevitably decline, but the cost of the specialized ingredients would stay the same, meaning sales would flatline while expenses increase. However, that still doesn't explain why they can't deliver it at a consistent time every year. Theory number two, marketing geniuses. This is by far the most popular and accepted reason for McRib's disappearances and returns. People it's also an excuse to have a commercial. Have. Yeah. Like a, a, a valid reason to have a new commercial. Right, right. New commercial, try to... And then you could play them on it every <laughs> single... Every time you come out yeah. with it, you can, you can play with it. We were talking it. earlier about FOMO, right? Yeah. You, you, you're trying to create a sense of FOMO. And McDonald's figured this out early on. When McDonald's rips McRib off the menu, people instantly want it back and have to wait an indefinite amount of time for its return. McDonald's knows that every time they re-release the McRib, they'll see an immediate boost in traffic. Yet they also know that after that excitement wears off. So this is what I mean by this guy's good. Yeah. Very eloquent, right? Very well researched. They take and okay, I'm I'm skipping this guy. So they take it off as soon as people figure it out. It tastes gross, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, because much. I, and then like you know because it takes two or three people to, yeah. to get the news around, and then it's like oh I had the McRib and oh it's horrible. I don't know why I had that again. Right. And then like oh it's I'm not, oh I'm right. not doing that. Yeah. And then so. a few months later they're like. Whatever happened to the McRib? There you yeah. Off, they'll see a steep decline in sales. But still, even this doesn't explain why McDonald's refuses to offer McRib at a consistent time every year. Theory number three, the McRib as arbitrage. I believe this theory, while just a theory, will provide us with the answer we've been searching for. On November 8th, 2011, the All released an article by Willie Staley titled, A Conspiracy of Hogs, The McRib as Arbitrage. Arbitrage is a risk-free way of making money by exploiting the difference between the price of a given good on two different markets. It's the proverbial free lunch you were told doesn't exist. Admittedly, what McDonald's is doing isn't risk-free, but at the same time, the risk factor is low. The central argument of the article boils down to this. Did you know what arbitrage meant? Yeah, arbitrage I understand, but it, but not in this context, oh, though. okay, because I didn't. Yeah, it's a French word, so I'm, oh. I'm okay. Al arbitrage comes from the word arbitre, which is, in France, is the word for referee, um, like a referee. Oh. So, okay. There you go. Oh, there you go. Oh, For all of you who still don't think I'm French, can you just say like a few sentences in French? Because we're still getting this. Like, a lot of people think you're Italian or uh, Jewish. What's wrong with that? Yeah, true. I blend in everywhere. <laughs> when I speak Spanish, people think. Yeah, just so you know, Frenchy Spanish is fucking rocking. Like, his Spanish rocks. And you know what? I'm not even gonna let them keep guessing. <laughs> Why, why do I have to be the monkey that dances? Right, 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 right. Yeah. Hey, hey. Dance monkey. No, I'm not going to dance. <laughs> Fuck to you. The idea is that McDonald's releases McRib when pork prices are as low as possible. In 2005 through 2010, you can see how once the graph starts dipping down, the McRib comes out and then it goes away again. McDonald's wants people to feel excited about McRib and jump up and down when it returns. It's a holiday. However, that mm -hmm. would become impossible it's Toyota -thon. if they pulled back the curtain and admitted publicly, yeah, we only put this out when we can make money and we don't actually care about you. That would ruin everything. So again, even if it is true, we'll never truly know. But what do you think? Why does McDonald's offer McRib All right. for a- All right, I think that's enough for that. Yeah. I thought that was a great, great video. Very informative, gives you a lot of uh, a lot of things that go behind the scenes in our industry, for sure. I mean, we don't do stuff at that kind of scale, but it does definitely apply. We to definitely us. need to do some behind the scenes, like 
so people want us to cook. You told me that, right? People want us to cook, but people are genuinely, I mean, listen, let us know in the comments, but as far as what I'm observing, uh, people definitely enjoy our behind the curtain look of things into the restaurant business or when we're talking about the different classifications of restaurant types, you know. The scams. The scams. We oh, do. Yeah, yeah. I thought of another one. I thought of a couple too. Let's let's not share it for this podcast. I think, you know, this is podcast number point ninety nine. I don't know. I'm confused. Just oh, I am telling you factually it is podcast number point ninety nine and for podcast Whatever the number one on so you wanna get fat dot com or so you wanna get fat on all streaming platforms, check out episode one. Visit the link in the description below. Follow our YouTube channel. Follow us on all social media platforms. Guys, blah, 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 <laughs> blah, blah. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the So You Wanna Get Fat podcast. Uh, I have been your host, not your typical chef, Brian Sow. Frenchie, loser of season one of <laughs> Beat Bobby Flay. <laughs> Like, isn't it your intro? So I'm gonna end with like loser of season one of Pete Bobby Flay. Guys, hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did making it. And with that said, don't be afraid to fail because it can only make you stronger with that. Uh, we already said that. Just say bye. No, go see that episode. Yeah, go see that I episode. I promise you'll be entertained. Yes, yes. I promise. Yes. Okay, bye.